podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. So happy you decided to join us. Before we jump in today, I'd like, first of all, if you're liking these podcasts, if you like this one or the five-minute basketball coaching podcast or high school hoops or the funnel down defense podcast, if you like any of those, go over and check them out. Leave a five-star review. Um, we love sending them out to the world. It's one of the one of my passions in the world is kind of share this game. Um, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish the number one shooting machine on the market. It's easy to set up. It's got great customer service, and they are always on the cutting edge of giving players and coaches what they need. And that's why I love them. They not only give stuff away, if you go over and look at Dr. Dish is always giving stuff away and sharing with the, with the community. Um, and that's why I want to share them with you. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400 off. That's right, $400 off. Also, go over... And check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. 14-day free trial. No one else does that. No one else gets the cell phone number and, and the email for the runner. No one else is being run by a high school coach for a high school coach. This is what, what I do. This is what I do. I'm not running this other thing. I'm not a businessman. I'm a high school basketball coach trying to help you become a better basketball coach. And to be honest with you, I've done I've done pretty well in my career, and I'd like to share that with other coaches. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. Three minutes. He'd cross out 144, one, and he would just work down with and, – and he was very regimented, kind of like everything I've heard, how John Wooden ran – it was right. to the minute. I, I, I've seen North Carolina practice with Roy Williams literally to the, to the second of how they – Everything's timed out. So, yeah, I, I would start with the, the time in mind. And then I would basically just write, you know, and again, conversations with coaching staff, my own thoughts, knowing who we're going to be playing, like what, what are we trying to accomplish instead of just putting in drills for the sake of putting in drills? Like, okay, what, what weren't we good at the last game? Um, or we, we got to find some things to work on. Maybe it was just as simple as, we didn't pass and catch well. All right, you know, for a minute in our quote unquote warm up part of practice, we'll just do four corner passing of just passing, catching, pivoting. All right, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we, we didn't rebound well. So, okay, maybe we do have to go back to some simple box out drills. I think for, that's a good takeaway for a young coach <laughs> too. Is that's where I told you my my practice plan looks like I'm writing on there like holy crud, we're not doing this. We might not have time in that specific window to do it, but I know that I'm going to grab that and go, okay, ooh, we've, we, didn't, we need to work on that. Or like maybe we played the night before on the bus yep. ride back or with my assistant coaches or whatever, we're talking like, okay, what did we do well? What didn't we do? What right. do we need to work on? Those skill sets, I agree. Yep, yep, yep. And, and just that's kind of where my mind would start uh, of, you know, kind of, where are we now? To your point, all right, what didn't we do well? What did we do well? What's our next game, you know, in terms of the opponent style? Or do we have to work on zone offense? Is it, you know, or are they going to trap the post? All right, do we, do we need to work on, you know, um, press offense if it's, if it's going to be a pressing team? So, you know, I, I think we just kind of built in practice based on, again, where are we now? 
you know, what was good, what was bad, what's moving forward, how much time, you know, I think that's something is huge of just the kids knowing or knowing your kids in terms of like, where are they at physically and mentally? You know, even more so this year, obviously, I, I think all of us this year, you know, there's well, so I've been much- shut down. I haven't seen my guys since March. Like, wow. Zero. So wow. we were just, I had a coaching meeting on Sunday and I was talking to my coaches and I said, when we get them back together, they're just going to play. And they yeah. go, what do you mean? I said, we're literally like the first time we can, I'm going to, I've already talked to my AD about getting outdoor basketballs. Cause I think it might be spring by the time I can actually, I yeah. said, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're just going to play. I just want them to play. Yeah. Like yeah. I can, I can, I can let the other stuff. They've lost so much in their ability. Not. And, and a lot of them are playing. They're just mm-hmm. not playing with me, mm-hmm. but I need to get them. It's assuming that you have five pieces and you can put the five pieces together. Right. Like I just need them to play together. Like, right. Yeah, this is how so and so passes, and this is how yep. so and so plays post defense, and yep. it's like they just need to learn. It's like a symphony; they like all yeah. those instruments got to go together. No, no, definitely getting a feel for each other. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I, I, I think that just again, I, I just go back to knowing your team. You know, kind of knowing who you are as a coach, and and you know, I, I think that goes back to your practices will be dictated to some degree by your philosophy of how you play and what you believe in. But I really think, you know, like every, every practice is new and it's based on the previous practice or the previous game of, of again, where are we, it's just, it's always moving. Where are we at? You know, and we'll, what do we need to get better at? And, 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 and also what are we really good at? Let's keep doing that. You know, like, let's keep, let's keep improving what we're good at. But yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's that combination of, you know, how much, and again, once you get into the season, how much time with preparation, how much time with shooting, how much time with skill development, how much time playing, but where you're still fresh for that game that's upcoming, you know, maybe you have two or three games in a week and and you, you have to know how to balance that where, you know, you don't want to leave your best basketball, you know, on the practice court at three o'clock in the afternoon, you want to be ready for, you know, Thursday night at seven o'clock tip off. So I, I think that's a real, that's a real balance to figure out as a coach. I think that's kind of an always evolving. I think as a coach, you're always trying to figure that. Cause again, your team's always changing. When did uh, you do it? I've always asked coaches this. When did you practice plan? Like, when did you do it? I know when I do it. When did you do it when you were doing it? I would do it the night before I would do it when I got home. Even if, you know, even if I was out recruiting, I would, you know, if I was, and again, in New Jersey, we're fortunate. Everything in New Jersey is an hour ride from, from where I was located. Well, nothing so. shuts down either. It's right. like, like I, I, my son took a video class there. He was kind of interested in video with his cousin and stuff. And he was amazed how the city didn't, like he was in Manhattan, but he goes, yeah. the city didn't really like, what are you talking about, Drew? If it's 3 a.m. and you want something to eat, uh, you can find it somewhere yeah, in New York. No, 100%. Like, 100%. <laughs> like, it doesn't – it's like, yes. So yeah, I can, no, I can empathize with but that. But, yeah, I, I would – you know, even in the car going recruiting, I would kind of have my – you know, after practice, it was kind of a good time to – you know, you're in the car, don't turn the radio on, don't be on the phone, just kind of give some thought to, like, you know, what was good, 
what wasn't good, what's upcoming, what's tomorrow going to bring, what's the next opponent going to bring. So I would kind of formulate some thoughts in a, in a car ride or even if I, was, if I was just driving home. And then I'd start kind of put some notes together. But I would do it the night before with the anticipation of whatever I have planned for the day is going to get screwed up because something's going to come across my desk. Something's <laughs> going to happen. That's yes. just going to take away time. And I didn't want to be scrambling, you know, three o'clock practice. I was I in a meeting from 12 to one. All right. I got one, one thirty. I'm going to play in practice. And then all of a sudden something happens and then you're walking out to practice unprepared. And, and the kids, the kids know that they know when you're ready and you're what, not ready. What I tell coaches too, cause they ask me that question a lot. I say, I do it the night before. And I would say it's about 85% done. Right. And then I know I'm thinking about it. Like I'm thinking yep. about it at night when I'm sleeping. I'm thinking yep. about it in the morning on my drive to work. I'm yep. thinking about it. And then it's like the tweaks will happen. Um, or I'll talk to, or one of my assistant coaches will send me a note and say, Hey, right. we didn't mm -hmm. do this very well. It's like, mm -hmm. Oh crud, where can I fit that? Mm -hmm. So um, I think I, some people do it early morning. I'm a morning, I'm a, quote unquote morning person, but I'm not really, really a morning person. Like I'm not, I'm more sharp at midnight at one than I am at 7am. Yep. Know myself. Yep. Um, so I, that's when I get a lot of my work done. So it's like, I, I think that's always a good rule of thumb because you're not rushed. If you're rushed, if I'm, if it's second hour and I'm teaching third hour and I'm doing my lesson plan second hour, it's not going to be very good. Right. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. And, and I think the other thing I would add to it, once I kind of knew what practice looked like, it gave me more time to think about what's my message going to be to these guys and how, you know, what am I saying? You know, and again, like I always wanted, and again, I, as a kid growing up, I was a huge, as a young coach, I was a huge Dean Smith fan. So I always, in my practice, I always had offensive thought, defensive thought, and a quote of the day. And I, I would – I would spend more time the next day on those things. Like how, what's my message to these kids? And I had a book in my office of quotes and I would search for something that I thought was relevant to the moment where we are as a team, where we are in the season. And, and I'd look at the practice plan again, what am I emphasizing? And then I would, I would have that as the offensive and defensive. I, they would know it when we, you know, get together before practice and whatever other message I wanted to get to them. So I could always refer back if it wasn't in practice happening, like, Hey, what, what do we talk about defensively? What we wanted to accomplish today? Like, that's not what it's looking like, like right now. So, you know, I, I think that the morning for me was more practices to your point, 85, 90% done. All right. Maybe the trainer comes in, tells you something with a kid, you got to adjust, but you know, what, what was my message going to be to them? Cause I, I think that's crucial of just, what are you saying to your guys every day? I think you got to have a different message. You know, if you just come in, all right, let's go, let's have a good one today. Like, you know, that gets old quickly. It does. Uh, it does. Especially, you, you know, month, month two or month three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so a couple, couple side notes. So, uh, we're, 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 if people are listening to this from three or four years right now, we're right in the middle of the, we're right in the middle of COVID and you're in the middle of your season. So yeah. just, I'm just putting it in context for people listening later. Uh, explain your schedule. Like <laughs> I know the Badger schedule because I was watching them play Loyola last night. It's like, um, 
it's got to be literally like you don't know if you're going to play the game tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, right now as <laughs> we're speaking, I should be in Loretto, Pennsylvania, which is out in Western PA, kind of an hour and a half from Pittsburgh, um, with about five minutes to go in the first half of our game against St. Francis, Pennsylvania. We were right. supposed to be there yesterday and today. We found out Saturday they got put on pause. They were supposed to play St. Bonaventure Saturday afternoon. We were practicing. We got a text from our athletic director. Hey, they've been put on pause. So, like, we should be playing right now. Right. Um, so, what, so what do you do? So there's, this has got to be a couple of variables going on here. Getting ready for you, – you, you prob, this is probably a year where you're not – getting ready for the other team is obviously a huge thing. But yep. it's almost like you can get ready for him, but you don't know that's if that's going to be your next opponent. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I have uh, whatever thirty, forty page scout. St. Francis, PA, was my scout. It's sitting on my desk in the folder, ready to go. And I'm going to get back to it at the end of January when we play them and, and update right. it and see. You know, so yeah, I mean, you definitely this year as a as a coach, I don't care what level, what sport. It's flexibility. It's being adaptable. It's it's being patient. It's not, you know, you, you just can't lose your mind over stuff that's happening. Because in the, in the grand scheme of life, like what we're doing is so so unimportant right, right now. Right. But it's but it's in the same breath, it's really important for these kids because this is what they live for, and this gives them, you know, their purpose of what they're doing. And and they've obviously hit. I mean, to your point, you haven't seen your guys in nine months. I mean, like basketball is a huge component of these kids lives so the so when we're with them we really have to be everything you're we're just talking about practice and preparation. we have to be really good because we're so and we say it to our guys every day I mean we we this morning we literally had a 7 a.m practice just from a gym availability and there's a huge storm coming here on. Oh the yeah, huge, huge so, like two feet. Know, yeah, so we where do literally they put the snow. Where do they put the snow from New York City? I well, asked. Yeah, a lot of times they'll, they'll dump it in the Hudson River, or the East River. You know, they, they? they they literally will cart it and and you know and 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 dump it in okay. the river. Because I asked a New York City coach a couple of them. I said, "Where does your snow go?" And they and I go. They has to go in the Hudson or the East. Yeah, it but it also piles up. Trust me, it's you know because it's it's you know everyone thinks New York is enormous and it's it's relatively speaking small, which right. um, is very densely populated. Yeah, but yeah, so there's there's yeah there's still a lot of snow. But so we were in literally this morning at six fifteen for COVID testing. We practiced seven and nine because our, our women had a game at, at 12 o'clock and we had to be at a gym so you could clean, clean it and so forth. But every day we're in the gym, we're saying to our guys, you know what, like this is precious. Like be, be thankful. We're healthy. You know, we're, we're, we're still playing because there's so many programs that are on pause and not, I mean, there's still some programs that haven't played a game yet. Right. I think there's no, I know. seven or eight D one schools. It's a John Wooden quote, bitter or better. Do you want to yeah. get bitter or better? Like mm-hmm. I tell my guys, and we have, we're zooming virtually. We're doing every. I said we can get bitter about it, but we can't control it. It's yep. not like coaches saying you can't play. Right. Like this is not on my control. So let's get better. Let's yep. become better people. Let's have some yep. gratitude. Let's do this. You know, it's like. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, you can only do so much. Is there a coaching moment over your career that's a teachable moment? Like a, a successor for failure. I always ask every coach this question that a young coach might learn from. 
Um, yeah, you know, yeah, 100%. I mean, again, as an assistant at Seton Hall, we, we lose in the national championship to Michigan by one point. Controversial foul call, you know, in, in overtime, uh, lose, lose by a point. And, again, and it, was, it was a very – probably one of the more controversial calls in NCAA finals history. And, I, I, you know, I was 27, I think at the time and I'm, you know, I'm in the locker room and you just don't know how anyone's going to respond. And the, the way that, and again, I, I can, I can close my eyes and, and, and see it in front of me of how PJ as a head coach dealt with it of, you know what, like we're not blaming the official. We lost to a team that made one more play than us. You know, if we had done X, Y, and Z better, but you know what? Congratulate them, and, and that is still stuck with me. You know, whatever it is, thirty years later, of just you know what? Like that. That is that is sports. That is life. That is basketball. You know, don't don't complain about it. Don't point fingers. Don't blame someone else. You know, the other team beat us. Um, you know, so yeah. As a young coach, I mean, that was an unbelievable moment for me to, you know, such so close to you know, the ultimate prize, you don't get it. How do you respond to it? I, literally the worst. That's like, that's like, that's like being the other nominee when you run for president. That's like right. being Senator Clinton. I'm telling you, it is, it's and from someone that's won three state titles and lost four in the finals. Oh my gosh. Those yeah. four are a thousand times worse than the, than mm -hmm. the, the, the positive three wins. Because yep. You're so close. Yep. That's the hard part. I yep. mean, yeah. Yeah. And as a coach, you know, also, what you, you know, do. you're always hopeful you're going to get back, but the reality is like, Oh, this was our moment. You know, like it's, it's not going to happen again. And it's never going to happen for that group again. That That's group. what always kills yep. me yep. is yep. like hundred percent. That group or that team will never be the same. Like, right. I, right. you know, that's what I always preach to the guys. It's like, this is the only time that this group will ever be together. Yes. Like, you know? Yes. No, that, that's such a good point. Enjoy and, that moment. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do, I, I don't, I want to, I want to respect your time here. Um, let's, uh, let's do my rapid fire. We'll just, we'll ask my quick questions and some of these tend to be longer than, do you have a favorite brand of basketball? Do you mean style? Like the actual one? ball. Oh, the actual with. ball. Um, Probably the Wilson, the the NCAA ball that is okay. used. I, I just think the feel of it and, you know, just I, I think there's something special that it's also the ball used in the tournament. But, yeah, yeah I think the just, for, for people that are listening, it's the highest bidder. Whoever's going to pay the NCAA <laughs> the most yeah, money exactly. is going to get it. Yes. <laughs> if Spalding comes up with more money, guess what? Right. They'll be the favorite ball. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one word to describe your ideal player. Uh, uh, competitive. Okay. If you go to one sporting event, what would you go to and why? Uh, the, the one I've never been able to, I, I would say the masters. I mean, I've been in a final four, I've been in NBA finals, you know, I like golf, uh, just the masters. It just seems just special would be the word I would That's use. That's on my list. Buck, the masters is on my list. Um, what, uh, what does your game day look like? It varies. Um, you know, I, th I think if it's your scout, you're probably a little more the thought of that moment. Um, if it's not your scout, you're probably working on 
the next scout, you know, cause again, fortunately in college, okay, you know, you'll, you'll have an hour walk through or whatever, but the, most of the rest of your day is free until you get closer to game time. So I, I think that is a time of, to some degree too, you know what, you can take care of some personal stuff in the morning, an errand or two you have to run. You're, you're probably not getting into the office as late because it's going to be a later night. Um, I, I think, again, if it's your scout, your mind is to that game, probably more so than if it's not your scout. If it's not your scout, you're working on your video or, you know, your edits or just kind of clean up your scouting report for that next game or your next scout. But I, I just, to me, again, I, I think, I don't know, I, I think I was probably more conscious as the head coach, as the assistant, but it's just just being in a good state of mind of, because of, I think kids pick up when you're uptight, when you're nervous, when you're agitated, when you're angry, I think, I think your team follows to some degree your, your vibe that you're giving off. So I, I would just try, I really, on game day, just try to be relaxed and not, not tense and not uptight and um, kind of the mindset, you know, we've, we've done our work. We've had good practice. We've it prepared. is the best night's sleep I have during the season is yeah. the before a game because yeah. I can't do anything. Like right. I can start pre- – I, and I refuse to prep for the next opponent, me, as the mm-hmm. head. I don't mm-hmm. do it. My assistants will do it, but I don't do it. Yep. I don't – I want to think about that opponent that sure. we're playing. So I'll go to bed like, oh, this is great. Like, right. I, mean, anything right. Else, I can't do anything. I have a shooter on the morning, but I really can't do anything. Yes, yes. Um, what's one thing you do to relax? Uh, walk, you know, again, I'll I'll walk in the city where I live or, or just even just walk on campus or, or or get off campus again, especially day of a game. You know, we actually have a couple malls that are near our school. Sometimes I'll literally just get out of the office for a half hour and go just walk and just kind of, kind of just quiet and not on the phone and not, not talking us just just to kind of get your head in a good spot um but yeah read you know reading but but i've gotten so much like probably most coaches now i read to try to improve and get better so i don't know if it's quote unquote relaxing yeah because your 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 mind is still working i uh i do that too i walk my dogs and um sometimes i'll listen to podcasts or books but sometimes i just like i just need to like nothing like yeah yeah nothing definitely it is relaxing. Um, what's one coaching technique you think is important? In communicating, you know, and again, I don't know if it's a coaching technique per se, but I think a life skill thing, just communicating. I think with, with everyone, with your, your staff, your, your AD, your principal, your players, your, your trainer, your academic advisor, I think so much now with technology is, we're texting someone we're sending someone an email to cover ourselves so there's a paper trail as opposed to just walking down to someone's office and talk and i know that's more difficult now with the pandemic and you know social distancing it's not as easy and people aren't on campus necessarily as much so there's there's more zoom meetings and so forth but i just think communicating and, and you know i think with your players just making sure they know what you're looking for you know be it in this drill or their academics or what you're ex- expecting of them in the weight room, in the training room, in, in the classroom, just, you know, so there's no, I don't know, just no confusion. I, and I, I tend to be very black and white. It's either, you know, this is how it is. And you may not agree with it, but I'm going to tell you what my expectations and my, what I hope for. And, 
I, I just, I don't like when there's that gray confusion middle of, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure what coach is like, if, if a kid is saying, I'm not really sure what coach is saying. And again, shame on us as coaches that we're not being ultra specific. So they know right where well, we're at. I tell, I tell young coaches, I said, most of your parent problems are going to be because you didn't communicate. Yep. Like the parents might not be happy. Johnny's not playing. But if you're communicating to Johnny and you're communicating to them, if you're if they're gonna get more on you because they don't know when the bus is leaving, right. they don't know when when practice is on set. I mean, uh-huh. over, I tell them oh, if you over communicate, it's gonna it's not gonna take care of everyone because yep, it's hard to be rational with irrational people and parents can be irrational. Mm-hmm. But I said it's gonna take care of most of your problems if you yep. over communicate. Yeah. Um, Hundred percent over communicated, and like yes. you said, it's a great life skill. Um, what's the best basketball player you have seen in person? Um, probably at the college level, I, I would say Allen Iverson when he was at Georgetown. <laughs> you know, uh, he was just—he was incredible, like in person, live. One, how small he is. You know, how how light he was. How, but. What an athlete. I, I still remember a play. And again, we, we, we used to play at the Meadowlands where the Nets used to play, you know, pro arena. Right. The place was sold out. And it was a literally, I can, again, I can see it. It was a side out of bounds play. And, and them just trying to get the ball. And they, they were probably in a line. And, you know, one guy went this way. You know, one guy went front court. One guy went to the back court. And he came to the ball and they just threw it up in the air for him to get it. And it was like he was on a trampoline. How quick and how – and you could literally hear the crowd, like, gasp. Like, oh, my God, did he just do that? Of Just right. how explosive – and it was just literally get the ball in bounds. There was no play. There was nothing. But just his athletic ability and his competitiveness and toughness for a small little guy was, was astounding. And obviously he showed it for, you know, a ton of years in the NBA at the highest level. But, yeah, he was – he was right. I mean, I was really fortunate at the, when I was in the Big East. It was it was a unbelievable. I mean, Louisville. Derek Cole. I mean, you go through the list of 30, 40. Oh, trust me, guys. I got they're they're in my cards downstairs somewhere. All those guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, just amazing players. But well, he, the elites are crazy. Like if you've ever seen Giannis or LeBron in person, right? Like those. Like I I because uh, again I teach stats. I tell my kids. I said you should go see them because. There's like seven and a half, eight billion with a B billion people in the world. Those are like the right. the three hundred freaks of like yes. They're they're just not normal human beings. Like yes. he runs like a he runs like probably Iverson. He probably runs like someone yep. that's five ten. Yep. yep. Like he shouldn't do that. Like that yep. body should not do that. Like no, 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 exactly. <laughs> and LeBron is just. I mean, I've seen LeBron sitting in the stands at pro games live. I mean, never obviously on the floor, but yeah, even, I mean, you could sit in the top row at, at a 20,000 seat arena and it's like, Oh my God, like this guy. Right. But then he runs just, like, he runs like yeah. he's six foot. Yeah. And, it's incredible. And it's incredible. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. What's the best player of all time. I, I still think Jordan, I think it's the Jordan LeBron debate. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, the game has changed, obviously. I, LeBron, to me, is amazing with 
you add in all the USA basketball and Olympics and, and going to longevity. Yeah. Just the, the amount of time and that he's still able to play at such a high level at his age is and where every night he's the focus. Like, he 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 blows he my spends, mind. From what I've read, he spends like a million dollars a year right. on his body. On his body. Like it's yep. crazy. Like, yep. yeah, <laughs> which he just, should. It's you right. Know. Yeah, no, exactly. No, he he just to me, he's kind of just at it. It's almost like Tiger Woods in golf. Like to have the the level of play for that period of time when everyone was coming after you. And yeah, you're better, and everyone everyone knows that. But you still have to produce every night, right? is yeah I, I think that to me probably gets him a little bit maybe when you look at when you look at when you look at michael's career it was relatively short too mm-hmm. you know it's not mm-hmm. it's not like and then he took that gap year you know yep. <laughs> yep yep um what's one thing that helped you become a better coach i think experience i mean i know that's a stupid answer maybe <laughs> or a simple answer but just i think long again longevity of just just and that's something I've strived, and I know you do with, with all that you do. Like, you just keep trying to get better. Right. And, and just – I tell like, this on my podcast. I wish I knew what I knew in my 20s. Oh, yeah. I well, knew everything in my 20s. What are you yeah. talking about? I know nothing no, you're now. Not, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> and, I, and I think now for young coaches, it, it's it, – it, not that it's easier to be a successful coach, but I think there, there's so much more information at your fingertips – you know, where, you know, growing up, all right, went, you know, in the spring, okay, to one or two clinics, yet hopefully there was a good clinic within a hundred mile radius of right. where you live that you could drive to and, you know, go, go, go see three or four speakers where nowadays, I mean, it's, it's amazing. The amount, like, it's I'm, almost too much material. Too, no, no, exactly. I, I have on my desk from probably again, March to September, all my notes from the different Zoom calls and clinics. Right. I, I, was on and you know all, all that stuff i stopped going like right. about a month into it it was too much for me it's like these are all great things and these are all great coaches but like i don't need i mean that i, I can only yeah. take so much to, yep. you know yep. it's like let's just give let's dive into then and that's yeah. what i did i dove into practice planning mm-hmm. i dove into the run and ju- i dove into some things that's like okay let's see if i can get better at these right right um yeah, exactly because i have probably a hundred yeah. some on pages of notes. And I, I knew myself, I was just, Oh my God, it's too much. I, I almost like burnt myself out. Yeah. Uh, just, and I, and I almost had that thought, Oh, I gotta listen to this guy. This guy's a great coach. I got it. Right. So, you know, then I was like, all right, you know what? I can find that online somewhere. I can refer back to it. Yeah. I think, and I think, I think the, I think for the young coaches too, I don't think the loss, I don't think the wins are as high and the losses are as low as they were when I was in my twenties and thirties. Right. I mean, I right. think, I mean, not that I'm not, I'm just as competitive, but sure. the losses were like horrible yep. and the wins were all, you know, it's like, yep. it's part of getting older. I think it's just a little bit more in the middle of the, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. And, and you know what I think nowadays too, though, from, and I know I look at guys that I really respect. I think there's so many good coaches now at the highest levels who are just very even keeled, you know, like their behavior on the sidelines, how they act. I mean, Mark Few, Tony Bennett, Brad Steven. I mean, like to me, like if I could go back and, and be in 20 or 30 and become the coach I'd want to see now, it'd be Brad Stevens. Like right. that would me would be like the ultimate of just such a perspective and, 
always like really thoughtful in what he says and just, I don't know, he seems like a guy that like you'd want to play for, you'd want to work with, you know, like, uh, again, the old days. It feels like you're playing chess against him. Yeah. He's thinking, he's He's, on that sideline analyzing. Thoughtful and, you know, so like those are the guys that I look at and like, you know, that's what I want to be. I hope my guys are looking at me thinking, okay, that that's kind of what we're, we're not getting the highs and the lows. We're getting thoughtful talk and coaching points and corrections. And when watching video that there, there, there's, you know, we're, we're not, I'm not talking to impress you with how much I know. I'm just trying to help you. And that, that's how I kind of view those guys of just, they, they just have such a, I don't know, just a great perspective of, the business of coaching, working with their kids. Yeah. They're people, they're people, 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 or people, yeah. persons or whatever. Yeah. Um, what is uh, one word to describe your coaching style? I'd like to say consistent, you know, okay. Again, kind of to our point wins, loss, just consistent. I mean, again, when I was a young head coach, I was, I was way too much with the refs. I was way too everything. I was just, lost my mind on too many things that in, in retrospect didn't mean anything about winning and losing. So I, I think now I've just gotten much more to your point, just even keel and consistent and not overreacting good or bad. Uh, and, and just be just so the kid, I think kids need that. I think kids need to know like what they're getting, you know, like we want that with our players. We want them to be consistent. So why shouldn't they expect the same from us as coaches to be consistent? So I really, I really try to give that a lot of thought of just like I'm, 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 I'm hopefully the same guy win and lose when they play poorly, when they play well, when they don't need anything from me or when they do need a lot from me that I'm, I'm just being consistent. I love that. Uh, all right. So uh, one quote. Uh, I love the, the John Wooden one. I always, I always think of it like, don't mistake activity for achievement. I really like that one. And I, I, I see that a lot, you know, when teams are really playing hard and they're all, over, but nothing's happening. Like, what do you, you know, like, you know, all right, it's hustle. You're diving up, but, but nothing's happened. No one's right. scoring. No one, you know, you're running your sets great, but uh, so I, Quit I, I posting was, your workouts on Snapchat. I don't care. Like right, great. Right. You're active, but it's right, like, is that right. really making you? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I've always, I've always liked that one. Um, Cause I just that. think it, that one. And I, and I, I, I just, I, I love the Belichick one. It's so simple. Just do your job. I, I think you can take that in so many as a coach, as a player, as an administrator, just so many directions of, I love just, that. I love that. Just in school, do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have that on a sign in my wall in my office that it, from my desk, I, I literally see it every second I'm in my desk. And it just, it, it kind of also to me is a reminder of don't get caught up in all the nonsense. Just like we're here for the kids. You know, that's the most important thing, coaching the guys on your team and, and just, just, just kind of just do your job and whatever your job and your job changes all the time as a coach, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it, it, you know, especially now with all that's going on. I mean, we're helping set up the gym and clean the gym and, you know, we don't have a manager this year because of COVID. So we're, we're, you know, we're picking up balls and put them on the, you know, like nothing's above you as a coach. 
Um, just, just, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, just just do your job. You know, whatever your job is at that moment, do it and do it well. You know, do that. it the best of your ability. The best basketball coach of all time. I think I know the answer to this. But um, that's yeah, a hard one. It's got yeah. It's got. I mean, you got to say John Wooden. Um, I think just from I, I remember the first time being in Pauley Pavilion when I was at Seton Hall. We played there in the NCAA tournament, and I remember you know kids are changing. We had practice stretching, whatever. And you you look up at the banners, and all, the only banners are national championship banners. There's nothing about conference championships, or and it's just oh my god, like how many you know just right. the years in a row and and. Yeah, it's a, I think every conversation's got to start there. I agree. Uh, so you, you sent me a list of books. You can only pick one. Pick one book that you would have a coach read. <laughs> yeah, ooh, that's a, that's a really tough I know. One. You sent me a list. There was like 10 of them, I think. Yeah, I, I'm really – and I'm, I'm still not through it, and I know it's been out for a while. I'm, I'm really enjoying Kevin Eastman's book, you know, Why, why the Best of the Best. I, I just – Oh, I haven't yeah. read that one. Is that good? I haven't read yeah, that. it's good. I mean, he's a guy I've known. I met him actually when I was coaching in high school. He was an assistant at VCU, recruited one of our guys, and I've obviously seen him progress up the ladder of, of coaching. Now he's into kind of corporate right. speaking and so forth. But, yeah, he, he came up with, I think it's 25 words that just how they apply to be it coaching players, et cetera, businessmen, administrators. And, and yeah, I, I, I just like okay. very to the point, you know, there's not a lot of fluff in it or really no fluff in it. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the better ones. Okay. Um, I agree. Okay. So the last question I always ask is what would you tell your younger self? Oof. Again, I think a lot of what we talked about just, just kind of, just learn from every take a deep breath yeah, yeah and just learn from every situation learn i i think as coaches we can learn so much from our players you know just just i think those guys give us so much feedback without them knowing it of, of just i don't know just be consistent learn just keep keep getting better i think all the things that we say to players that a lot of times we don't do as coaches. You know, we're always talking to kids, get better, get better, work on your game. So, all right, work on your craft as a coach, get better, be consistent. Don't don't have, to your point, don't have all the highs and lows in this business because there's a ton of them. If you get caught up in all the highs and lows, you're going to really lose sight of what you're doing. And, and, again, like, I think we all got into coaching probably. We, we obviously all love the game. And we like teaching and we like working with kids. Right. So right. like I, I still try to not, even though I've been in college and it's a business of not lose sight of that, that, that we're here, you know, like, and the other thing I would say is like, really be careful what you say to your players because they remember what you say. And I, and I think really put thought into what you say to them or what you text it. Nowadays, maybe you're even texting them more than you're speaking with them because like, your words really have an impact on your guys and you might have, and I have this written in my office, like words on my a whiteboard, my office, where I have just words and there's an arrow that says impact. Another one that says intent. So like we intend to say something as a coach, but you, you know, all of a sudden your emotions get involved and then you don't know what the impact's going to be upon that kid. Who's a 19 year old kid who you know, is impressionable and may, maybe really need you 
not to talk to him about oh, your footwork stunk on, you know, as you're watching video, but there's more going on. So I, I, I think just really be thoughtful when you're talking to your guys, your, your players. I, I think that because I'm a big believer what you say really strikes home because they do view you in a, in a position of power and a, not an authority necessarily, but just in a position of like, you have an impact upon their life. And sometimes I think, I, I, I think to summarize words matter. Yeah. <laughs> I think 100%. we live in a world right now where we know that yes, words matter. And yeah. Um, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think so too. All right, coach, I really appreciate taking the time. I, I know how busy you are. Um, and I really do appreciate it. So no, I will put pleasure. all coaches stuff down below to the contact information, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, my, my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. I, I love talking the game. I, I love reading your emails every week and your website. I just think there's, there's again, there's just so much great content out there that, you know, you, you just never know where you're going to find something that makes you think, and Oh yeah, that, that, that helped me get better today. So that, that's kind of what I'm always looking for. So I, awesome. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, hey everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us keep the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join 14 day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like Apple five star review. That would be good. All right. Maybe have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.